Hi there and welcome to the Short Stay Virtual Summit. I'm Elaine Watts and my next guest is Alex Nigg. Now, Alex joins me from Properly, the quality management and certification platform for cleaning and other protocols for short stay accommodation. Welcome. How are you doing? Hi, Elaine. Thanks very much for having me. Good, good. Um, it's uh, another day, like busiest time of my life. So very, very good. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes and in such strange circumstances as well but yeah it's yes, great to right. great to hear things are going well so first of all why don't you spend a moment to tell us a bit about you and your background and a bit of an overview of what properly is and what it does yeah thank you um my my own background is i started as an airbnb host i'm i'm a bit of a perfectionist so i've always been struggling with how do i make sure that i can convey how i'd like to prepare the place uh, just right for for guests so irrespective of who does the job of cleaning has a good set of instructions uh, you know every property is unique and every property is complicated um so how can i best convey that um so i started that um five and a half years ago um around a system of checklists um, I think checklists are the easiest and best way to convey standard operating procedures. That's what hotels use, that's what surgeons use, that's what pilots use. Um, and then we used that, um, that system and basically applied it to short-term rentals. Um, the idea was how can we have something that works for everyone? Doesn't matter whether the cleaner is my normal day-to-day -day, um, cleaning person or whether it's a commercial cleaning company or whether it's a large sophisticated property manager. Um, and so here we are, cleaning used to be a boring thing um, that no one wants to talk about. And suddenly it's the one thing that everyone wants to talk about. So we sort of going through this momentary phase of, um, of being the sexy, sexy part of the industry. And, um, you know, if it helps us to restore a guest peace of mind, which I think what this is all about, get the industry restarted. Um, if it helps us to um, create safe working conditions um, for the people who are actually on the front lines who are doing the job or cleaning the properties, um, I'm, then I'm really, really excited about what we can do for the industry. Yeah, agreed. It's, it's such uh, an important area that, yes, in the past, although it's been right up there as extremely important from guest perspective and from, from our perspective as sharing a place with a guest, and making sure that our reputations are that this is a really clean property you're absolutely right who wants to actually talk about it but now it has become more and more important and that can only bring the standards up so this is very exciting and as we know things are very new and very different right now and as we said it's just always been extremely important to have high quality but those cleaning and disinfection protocols have never been more important but let's have a look if you can help us figure out what the key additions really are to our cleaning routine that we're going to have to implement moving forwards as accommodation providers yeah i think i mean i think about it in several different parts um the first one is um, what we actually do differently um, I think those of us um, who've been quality operators, um, we probably don't have to change all that much. Um, I think in terms of what we do is we have to focus more on like sort of the specifics, specifically I'm thinking about the high touch areas, uh, making sure that each of the high touch areas are disinfected. There's different, different types of surfaces um, where the risk is high or lower. Um, I think more importantly, we have to make sure that we have very clear instructions, as in that we can ensure that no matter who cleans the property, that they both have very specific instructions and that the job is traceable. 
um, as in that we know exactly what was done and what wasn't done. Actually, more importantly, that we know it was done, that they know what needs to be done, um, and also that they have the skills to do it, um, and that they have the knowledge to make sure to keep themselves safe. Um, as everybody who now works in, like, walks into a property where there is someone that we don't know whether they had, like, were infected or not, uh, we have to make sure that the cleaners are safe. We also have to make sure that we don't cross-contaminate properties. So there's a series of protocols about, behavioral protocols about what to do. The last part um, that I think is absolutely critical is we have to be clear about what we communicate to the guest. I think guests deserve... Um, peace of mind but we yes. don't want to scare them so it's all about making sure that they have the reassurance that this is a professionally managed place that everything has gone through a rigorous protocol without screaming COVID-19 and disinfection at the top of our lungs um, we want to we want to deliver peace of mind and reassurance and we don't want to scare our guests so, I mean I think there's a whole system around that where we can make sure that they understand that this is professionally cleaned we tell them upfront. Um, we tell them at their stay we give them the ability to have complete trans transparency so they understand what was done by whom and when um, if they choose to to want to know um, but we mostly focus on their peace of mind as in it's a safe property you're on vacation you're on holiday um, enjoy yourself um, we want to keep the worry away from you okay so so you're absolutely right it's going to be key letting people know that they are coming somewhere which has been cared for you you have got their well-being at the forefront of your mind. How do you think we can do that without being too over the top about it? How, how would you suggest that that would be best conveyed? I mean, I think there's going to be multiple actors. Um, the first question is, where does the booking actually come from? I'd expect that each of the major listing platforms will have programs in place. I mean, the obvious one that everybody, I think, at this point has heard about is um, Airbnb has announced uh, an enhanced cleaning initiative globally. Um, we'll see exactly what shape that takes, but I think it's exactly a step in the right direction. Um, depending on where the guest comes from, what's really important is that they understand early on that this is a property that has been cared for, that's been specially cared for. Um, so, as I said, Airbnb has announced theirs. Verbo has announced the cleaning protocol um, last Friday. I'd expect that the remainder isn't far behind. Um, as I think we've announced, we've been working on a quality management um, pilot um, as early as November of last year with Booking.com. So clearly, Booking.com is also very keenly interested in the topic of quality and managing quality. I think beyond the listing platforms, I think each of us um, can do quite a bit to keep um, to communicate directly to the guests. They can be done in the listing description. Um, I'm assuming like country by country, there is also going to be national schemes or industry association schemes, schemes that will come out. Um, I know that there's some things underway in the UK, as I understand. There's been programs underway in Portugal. Um, in Spain, I think they're in the final stage. Um, the VRMA in the US um, is preparing a, a program, and I think it would be interesting for property owners and property managers to look at participation in those. And each of those will provide certification. Um, and then lastly, what we actually leave behind at the property. You know, anything from information material about why the guests can feel safe, I think there's a number of different steps that we can do both in the listing description and what we leave behind at the property and what schemes um, we join in terms of the distribution platforms. Those, those are the three areas that I focus on. Yeah, that's, that's really good advice because it is an area that we're all moving into that we're not quite sure how to, to communicate that without it being the number one thing. Of course, it's very, very important, but we still want to share the benefits of our, of our properties and 
sort of have that as a as a side note because we want them to still be thinking this is going to be an amazing stay and not have that too too much so that's really really good advice thank you so much and that's exactly right. I think the you know so this is this is this is supposed to be a vacation. People want to get out of the cities. They want to stop thinking about the lockdown and sort of the things that are that tie them down. So I think we need to find the right balance about conveying peace of mind without scaring them. Yeah, yeah, really good points, definitely. And and everybody's been through enough <laughs> levels of fear and worry and this this up and down where I think we're starting to to understand that we we can actually influence and there, there will be a light at the end of the tunnel so yes let's let's continue on that that positive route especially in our messaging so great points there thank you now i know that within properly you are able to provide pre-populated lists that are going to become the checklists and i'm guessing that if you and i hope you can just explain to me how things are working in the background I'm guessing that you've had to, to look quite deeply into to what the new different protocols are in order to be able to continue offering the checklists that are going to help people learn how to do these new levels. So as part of that, have you looked at the research about how long the virus lives on soft furnishings versus hard surfaces and, and how we can address these, these different things which people are, are questioning uh, how to handle those different materials really yeah so i mean first and foremost there's so much information out there that um you know we went from a time where no one really cared deeply about i mean i shouldn't say no one cared about cleaning but no one cared about the intricacies of cleaning um now that's changed drastically there's a lot of information about out there and there's also a lot of confusing information out there so let me try to answer your question specifically i think typically the guidelines are from the research that we've reviewed um, the virus can survive for different amounts of time on different surfaces. The most quote-unquote dangerous surfaces are hot plastics and glass um, and stainless steel. Um, those are areas where it can survive for long and those unfortunately also happen to be typical high-touch areas in a typical holiday house and a typical short stay. Um, you know, those are places like light switches, um, that's a hot plastic, um, doorknobs, that's often stainless steel, um, glass, obviously, um, that's the glasses that we drink from. And so those are areas that we need to pay very special attention to. And um, the, um, the survival times on those, there's a lot of debate going back and forth. It could be as long as um, five to six days. Um, there's some evidence um, that's even been found that at least the genetic footprint of the virus has been found as long as later, 17 days later. I think there's sort of an emerging industry consensus that the risk drops drastically. Um, within the first 24 to 72 hours um, just because there might be some residue of a virus on a surface doesn't actually mean it's anywhere closer that the concentration where it could infect someone um, so that's why I'm saying is there's a there's a large degree of variation yes. um, surfaces like paper or cardboard sort of the greeting cards that we may leave, leave behind the sort of the typical survival rate on those is just a few hours so short answer is no one really knows for sure um, a good idea is to disinfect everything properly. Um, excuse the excuse the pun, as in also using the right processes to disinfect. Disinfecting and cleaning are two very different things. Um, cleaning is removing dirt. Disinfecting is removing viruses and bacteria. Um, sort of typically, you first do one, or then then you do the other. Um, cleaning, the test of a good clean is that it looks good. Um, disinfection, you can't actually tell whether you kill the virus or not, so you have to read the label. 
um, you have to make sure that you respect dwell times. The dwell time is the amount of time that the, um, the disinfectant that you use is in contact with the surface. That can be anything from 30 seconds to two, three, four, five minutes, meaning there's a different process you have to follow. You don't just spray something down and wipe it immediately. Um, you wait for, like, depending on what product you're using, you wait right. for the right amount of time. So there's, there's quite a bit of science that goes into it, but it shouldn't be overwhelming. It's not that complicated. Um, it's a little bit of a learning curve at the beginning, and then it's something that I think um, we, we as an industry can follow. Yeah, most definitely. We're, we're definitely an industry that's very used to change and, and we're very good at adapting and changing. So I feel this is going to be well within our capabilities. We're, we're going to have this, especially with the support of companies like yourselves that are out there making sure that things are happening. The right research is being shared. So thank you for that. Can I just touch on the soft furnishing side of things? Because I know that I've definitely seen a lot of conversation around this and there's still a bit of uncertainty. And as you say, there's no definite answer, but possibly maybe maybe one thing moving forwards that might help is do you, do you think it might be fortuitous to actually reduce the amount of soft furnishings in properties? So the cushions on the sofa, the rugs of course we can't remove window dressings like curtains etc but do you think it might be a good idea to to reduce the amount of things we actually have i mean in general i i wouldn't overshoot the target you know sort of i like soft soft textiles typically are not the the main danger areas um in general i think it's a good idea to remove clutter in any case i mean this is a couple of um personal opinions of mine, you know, throw blankets um, and sort of decorative items like this, they're typically, I mean, leave aside um, coronavirus, they're just not that hygienic because they never get washed. Um, so I'd focus, I mean, I'd keep things simple, um, you know, white linen um, and sheets that can be washed at the right temperature. Those are the kind of things that sort of guests also recognize are always safe or safe if they're properly washed, properly bundled. Um, while throw blankets and sort of decorative items like that, um, it's a different kind of story. It's not even a coronavirus thing. It's they're just not always that hygienic because they don't obviously get washed every time. Yeah, makes total sense. Okay. All right. Thank you for your help with that. So another thing which is highly searched for item when it comes to booking accommodation is hot tubs. How are we handling these moving forwards? Are we going to have to stop offering the use of a hot tub? Have you looked into that at all? Yeah, so it's, it's a tricky area. I mean, again, I, I, like, I think the, the hot tub is actually one of the few places in a house that's always disinfected, right? If, if, it's, properly, if it's properly managed. And that's, that's sort of the key thing is there's, there are guidelines in many countries, there are regulations around how you have to manage a hot tub. But you know, the hot tub at the end of the day um, is, is known as a risk. So hence, uh, we use chlorine or we use other disinfectants in a hot tub. And as such, the hot tub actually should be very safe. Um, like again, if someone uses the right processes, if someone tracks those processes, you know, absolutely, we should make sure that every time we change the chemicals or replenish the chemicals or change or test the water as we should, um, that there's a record of that. Um, but as long as we follow that, um, it's not an area of particular risk. And that's also from any guideline that we've seen that's, that's clearly documented. These are areas that have always been disinfected. Yes. Um, now, so just like with everything else, we have to watch around surfaces, um, the surfaces that are not covered by water, the rim of the hot tub, um, they typically can be hot plastics and sort of those need to be treated the same way that you treat, um, that you treat everything else, that you treat um, a light switch. 
um, again, because water is right there. If, they, if they're wiped down with chlorinated water, um, the risks there should be relatively low. Got it. Okay. So I'm, I guess then that if we were to talk about a swimming pool, they're along the same sort of lines as the hot tub in that you're already with it. You're already put in place a pretty robust cleaning and disinfecting system. You've already committed yeah. to that by taking on that item as part of your holiday home. That's exactly right. Now, is it, I want to caution again, you know, local councils um, around the world, they have guidelines around how you manage swimming pools, particularly if they're not just for private use, but if they're for semi-public use. So there are, like, there is a lot of regulation already in place, but um, yeah, so as opposed to everything else, which tends to be sort of managed um, at different degrees of, of professionalism, swimming pools and hot, hot tubs have long, long fallen in the purview of regulation. So that's an area would actually, I mean, if someone has complied with regulation in the past, that's an area we'll be least worried about. Yeah, great. Thank you for, for your help on that. As I said, I've seen so many conversations and lots of people asking about those, those areas. So I appreciate your, your guidance on that. Now, the industry is obviously moving and changing and just based on your experience, uh, your time within the industry, both as a host and, and both and, and as part of properly, you've obviously got a lot of contact with a lot of different people. Um, and so you've probably learned quite a lot about the industry and certainly seen how things have changed recently. How do you see the industry recovering over the next year or so do, and, and do you see the move towards more longer stays or do you see it heading back to shorter stays once that need which we've seen recently for those longer stays has, has gone or starts to dissipate i'm i'm an optimist at heart i i feel hugely optimistic about our industry um i mean there's a couple of things that i firmly believe the first one is um like we we humans love to travel we love to experience new things and i think particularly in a time like this where we've been locked down for significant amounts of time i mean all of us start realizing just just how much we need getting away from a place like changing a change of scenery so you know while the shape of that might look slightly different in the near term um i'd actually i'd be convinced that we move to um sort of a new normalcy sooner than we expect um, now, I do think that in the short term, short to medium term, a few things will change. Um, I think Brian Chesky from Airbnb did a great overview of that, um, supported by numbers um, yesterday in his host update. Um, in the very short term, I think we'll see a lot more short term travel, um, sort of short distance travel. Um, I think he quoted that um, I think up to 65% of trips were uh, within destinations of less than 50 miles. Um, I think we'll see more last-minute bookings. Um, right now, everything is, little, is a little bit touch-and-go, so people will make um, spur-of-the-moment decisions. Yes. Um, and also, I think we'll see that, uh, that there'll be a significant emphasis on, um, on value. Um, you know, most major economies are expecting, unfortunately, to enter a fairly serious recession. So the, the cost component, um, I think, will become more important. Now, having said that, um, I'm, I'm really optimistic about that those things are more short-term effects, um, not long-term effects. I mean, as we've paid very close attention to how certain markets are developing. I'd look closely at what's going to happen in Australia and New Zealand in the next few weeks. Um, those are markets where um, 
the um, infection rate is is down to zero as far as New Zealand's um, concerned, and I think in Australia very very close behind. So we'll start seeing what the new normalcy looks like um, in markets where, at least in the short term, the risk has been eliminated. Um, I think that'll be an interesting experience. And now you expect, you know, sort of, at the end of the day, humans have a very high degree of risk tolerance. Um, if like, and this is highly, highly controversial topic, but, um, you know, let's, let's remember that, you know, a meaningful percentage of the population smokes, um, you know, between in the US, between eight and 26% of the population smoke. Um, far from me to advertise smoking, but what I'm trying to say is people are, have a fairly high degree of um, risk tolerance towards known health risks. Um, and after a while, sort of a new normal comes along where people accept a certain risk as, as a given. Um, and I think we'll start seeing that in the not too, not too distant future. Uh, I also think that um, there's going to be some behavioral changes. We'll be a little bit more careful. Um, another thing that uh, Brian Chesky pointed out multiple times is, um, yes, of course, there'll be much, much more emphasis on cleanliness. Um, and cleanliness is now not just a quality attribute, it becomes a safety attribute, and that changes the discussion fundamentally. But those are things that we as an industry can control. Now, Fundamentally, I think we have a huge advantage. Um, will people want to stay in a crowded hotel lobby and then share a hotel elevator with another 20 or 30 other guests um, and sit around the crowded pool? Or would they like to have their very own cottage in the Cotswolds um, or instead of a close by um, vacation destination, holiday destination um, that they can share with their family and friends um, in privacy um, without being with large groups of people. I think, you know, as an industry, we have the right product at the right time. Yes. If we can get our reputation right, as in that we can clean just as professionally as if not better than the hotels, I think we have everything to gain. Yeah, I think I think you're exactly right. And and I love the, the positivity. Uh, but, you, you know, it's not just positive thinking it's those are very true facts so it's it's a great way to to end our conversation today i think you've raised some brilliant points and this been so so helpful on the cleaning side of things if somebody is looking to implement a new of course we all are a new cleaning regime and they'd like some guidance on that and would like to find out a little bit more about how to to use some of those checklists within properly and start managing their their changeovers and their cleans very professionally and just ease that whole process of communicating with the cleaners, housekeeping, and just making sure everything's running smoothly. How can people come and have a look at Properly, find out a little bit more about it and about you? Yeah, I mean, come, come to our website. That's usually the easiest starting off point. That's getproperly.com. That's G-E-T and then properly as in doing things properly.com. You'll find a large selection of um, resources around specifically how to communicate to guests, but also what protocols to adopt. Um, but most importantly, I think we're going from a world of no standards into a world of many standards. Um, the key idea behind properly is that we have framework that helps you manage any standard, whether that's your own standard, whether that's a proposed standard that um, we offer to you in the app. So you just adopt something that's already ready made and that's based on, on solid research, or whether you'd like to implement um, Airbnb's enhanced cleaning guidelines, a cleaning initiative or Verbo's um, respective initiatives or booking.com's initiative, whatever, whatever fits your needs best, um, we're there to support any of them. 
Amazing. Right. Great stuff. So yes, do go and check it out. And I have been on the website recently. There is just a wealth of information there that's just going to back up what we and we've been talking about today, myself and, and Alex. So thank you, Alex, for spending the time with us. It's been a real pleasure to see you again and to find out what you've been doing and how properly has been, uh, been supporting hosts moving forwards. And uh, hopefully I shall get to see you again in the not too distant future. I'll, I'll be the first one to travel, I promise it. Thank you <laughs> I bet. very much for having me. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye for now. Bye. Right, thank you.